Pages of Pim Better Podcast. Greetings, Voyagers. Welcome to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This is episode number 94. I think that I'm calling this one Art and Subcultures in Taipei. But if you're reading a different title right now, then I apologize. But this episode is about art and subcultures in Taipei City, Taiwan. You know, upon first glance, Taipei seemed to me, at least superficially, like a place that was pretty modest and conservative and people were very professional. That was sort of reaffirmed when I had Joe Henley on here saying that uh, part of the culture here in Taiwan is really caring about your appearance and that things like tattoos were considered part of like gangster culture. I think that's changing globally. At least tattoo culture is where it's quite normalized now, but I didn't really see, you know, a whole lot of like subcultural elements when I first arrived. But over the three weeks that I've been here, I've been able to sort of see through the cracks a little bit as a lot of really cool music and art and a bunch of different scenes are sort of shining through those cracks at me. So my guest today is Wei Wang. She is a DJ. She attends parties where she is the DJ and she plays electronic music and she goes to raves and she knows a whole lot about that. She knows a lot about politics as well and sort of the intertwining of politics and art here in Taipei. So we get into a lot of that stuff. I think sometimes it's hard in all of the countries that I visit for my guests if their first language is not English and I'm asking questions sort of elaborately and quickly. Uh, so I did that a few times in this episode, so that's, that's definitely my fault. Again, I've said this, but like in the countries that I visit, it's, it's my fault for not knowing a language that is spoken in the place that I'm in. So um, I'm appreciative of my guests for coming on here and, and speaking in English. So, And uh, just apologies to you if uh, we had to repeat any of these questions. That was definitely my fault. Also in this episode, I'm going to play some music and some different things for you. So the first thing that I'm going to play is a song by Aristophanes. She's a musician, rapper, hip-hop artist. If you've heard of her, you might have heard of her because she did some work with Grimes. Um, and she was a feature, I think, on one of the songs from Grimes' last record. Uh, so I'm going to play a song for you now called Humans Become Machines. Grimes actually produced this track. And then I'll come back on here and I'll play a couple more things and then we will get into the interview portion of this episode. So this is Aristophanes. Shadows in 
this next song that I'm going to play with you, play for you, is from a band from Taiwan called I Mean Us. The the album is called OST, which usually means original soundtrack. Uh, but I tried to figure out if this is actually the soundtrack to a movie. Maybe the movie's called I Mean Us. I don't know. But they play kind of like some dreamy indie stuff. At times it gets into like post-rock on some songs. Like this song that I'm about to play for you is kind of like a post-rock type of song. They get a little techno-y 80s type of vibe at some points. But um, this is a pretty song called Soulmate. And again, the band is called I Mean Us.
All right, that was I Mean Us. The next thing that I'm going to play for you is a sound clip of a story. So my guest, and I'll have the interview with Wei Wang followed directly from this next track, but she put together something that is called I Had a Dream Last Night, and that is stories that are from parties, from these, you know, raves and, and these DJ parties. Most of the songs are in, uh, most of the stories, rather, are in Mandarin, but this one titled Swim is in English. This can be found on Bandcamp. The artist that you search for is Sound Farmers, and you can get all of these for $5 total, and if you download the whole album at once, you also get a zine that was put out that I believe has all of these stories also written out. Um, so again, these are from parties in Taiwan. This story is called Swim, and this will be followed by my conversation with Wei Wang. Swim by Max Power. Take half, I told my friend's friend's girlfriend Mimi, and she full speed ahead dropped eight. We were walking up to a party in a derelict factory in Nangang district, and it had been raining. When the weeping, confounding spells passed, she went catatonic. After that scene, I become the misbegotten dregs of her bored, departing friends, and also her conscripted lifeguard. She pushes her toes into the inky mud, and bright pink worms twist out of the earth all around her, humming soft and high to the moon. The puddles around her reflect the towering black ruin of the soap factory, calling me to adventure as surely as the rains called worms from the earth to breathe, but I must stay. She smells like vomit, though I can see how her short blue hair, small shoulders, little elf-like ears, and sense of entitlement to my time could be attractive. She starts going again. I'm underwater. I'm drowning. She pulls at my even keel, such that I might be off course. You're not drowning. I must escape. She buries her face in her hands. Her glasses fall into the puddle. Where is everybody? Partying. I collect her glasses, wipe them, and help her put them back on. I can't find my shoes! Your shoes are right here. I pick them up and push the tops briskly into her hands. Breathe. I'll be right back. We're both thirsty. Oh, no! Don't pull my hands. Take a deep breath and hold it. You're fine. I'm dying! Why don't you take care of my lucky satchel for me? I take my wallet leaving my phone, keys, and specials pouch stowed under my second scarf and flashlight. She clutches the pack like a life preserver. Hurry, she begs. Sure, stay here. I wade through the rippling, sticky murk to where the sound and flashing lights rise above the puddles and mud. Ahead are glowing bubbles of people sinking into joyous undertow, and everybody not already sinking in the party's waves dives for pearls to swallow. Have you seen Emily? I hear someone say. Yeah, my friend can help you out. Hold on. The music is fast-paced clattering, like a dozen spoons in a washing machine, mixed with low bass gagging noise. People dance anyway. At the camp table bar, I snag two waters and a salty dog. 
Concerned about safety, I swig half the salty dog. Back where she had been, a trail of footprints leads into the soap factory's unseen grottos. Hey, Mimi! Looking inside, there's no sign of her, only platforms of nailed-together splinters leading up to an abyss. My mind state is much too tumultuous for this situation, and I know it. I consider turning back. A second stair breaks under my step in a spray of rotting wood chips. I raise my drink while I stumble, making sure none of the nasty confetti gets in. Mimi, come back down here. Oh, God damn it. Bottoms up, and I fix my step against the wall where it's sturdier. Upstairs is a quivering, grunge-aquatic tetanus garden of rush and sharp edges. A real nightmare for someone barefoot. Mimi! Adjusting the two plastic water bottles tucked under my arm, I stuff one awkwardly into each jacket pocket. Reaching into the dark, my hands run against a smooth wall, finding a light switch that clicks and clacks to no avail. Broken glass glints like shark's teeth in the dark, the air palpable with mysterious stank and translucent purple mist. Mimi! The floor is crumbling, often giving away. Looking into a room, I can see only a row of TV-sized glass circles in the scant light, and the floor is makeshifted of huge sheets of plywood. The middle of the room holds a row of three steel machines with big round windows on them and clicky buttons. I knock on one loudly. Hey, is anyone here? I hear a soft answer come from somewhere. Beneath me? Part of a ladder seems to be sticking up weirdly from under the machine, so I give its metal front a shove. Top-heavy, it snaps back like the lid of a zippo then keeps going, tearing up the skeleton of the floor. There are only ribs and a gaping pit bigger than a bathtub. No ladder. The washing machine tumbles into the breach, hitting murky water six or seven meters below with a splash, bursting apart. The round door sticks out like a satellite dish. It spins and burbles. Hands on my knees, I look into the depths, hunting for the source of the sound. The left washer's round door swings out and hits me in the ass, sending me tumbling face first. I'm stuck, stretched over the hole like a wooden sheet, and the purple funk is thick in the pit, reaching up to me. The water bottle in my left jacket pocket slips out and falls, hitting with a clunk and a splash, and a startled lady's voice filled with a metal echo shouts behind me. Pete? Are you all right? Can you help me get up? I think so. Don't go. There's a scrape, some soft footsteps, and I am alone. I want to inch my hands or feet around and can't. When there's another scraping sound, wood pushes against my side, and then I can push myself up. I wipe my hands on my jeans. She returns my satchel. I see now the wall on the left is taken by a huge cubist likeness of two pirate sloops piercing a colossal breaker in parallel, all heavy, helical angles and arcing lines. The great wave off Kanagawa crashes all around, white caps swollen with wriggling foam triple tendrils. Dumbstruck, I say nothing as we share bottled water, then I fetch my pouch and we have a brief safety meeting in the dark. Amazing wall mural, I say. Mural? Sorry, I, I was distracted by all the fish everywhere.
Same difference. Obey the DNA is a podcast mm-hmm. from Canada. Mm-mm-mm. And you just are like a, a comic book fan? Like how come, what was that, how did that come to be? Uh, I was a freelance, I was a freelancer for a Newslands International. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a web, uh, news media website. Okay. Uh, and like uh, the Chinese, the Chinese one is quite, um, the Chinese one is quite, uh, uh, how to say, popular hmm. in Taiwan. Okay. Uh, so like they have an international branch. Okay. Mm. And so like, uh, uh, I was like, I, I sent my resume, I sent my resume and then they accepted and then my editor, uh, David, he uh, he uh, asked me to write about comic books. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you were just uh, so a consumer, me, a comic fan. Yeah, yeah. He sent me to uh, um, he sent me to uh, cover this comic exhibition. Oh, okay. And yeah, the thing about Taiwanese comic books is that uh, you don't know ex- it exists uh, before you start digging for it. Really. Because uh, like in the Taiwan Taiwanese market is uh, readers market is kind of saturated by uh, Japanese it's like manga, manga stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of mm, because of our weak copyright. Because uh, ah. like you remember in the eighties, Taiwan was like a pirate. Yeah, yeah. Island like that. That was before we joined the WTO. Okay. <clears throat> it's because we wanted to join the WTO that our uh, our laws were uh, kind of uh, rectified. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but like that kind of uh, and also like uh, the censorship during the um, the white terror years. Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like uh, uh, they kind of gave the comic artists a lot of uh, trouble. Wow. Like they. So like, uh, because it was too violent, or eh, strange rules like uh, animals shouldn't be able to talk. Really? <laughs> uh, and like uh, laser, laser guns. That's not you know. Oh. That's not real. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's their. It's a comic. That's yeah. their uh, judging. Uh, that that's one of the rules. Oh. Like uh, uh or like uh, mm, Oh, you shouldn't use abstract lines for your background. Really? Yeah, they, yeah, they, it's kind of like a mm, control of expression. Like they're worried that, uh, they claim that they're worried that the comics uh, will, uh, you know, affect children's uh, innocent minds mm. and give them strange ideas. This was kind of uh, one of the... <clears throat> One of the news that preceded, you know, this sort of reg- regulation was uh, it was a bunch of kids, elementary school, and like they they really like the wuxia, uh, like martial arts comic. Okay. And so like they all went to the deep mountains to find a master. Wait, so they went in real life to find a fictional yeah, master? Yeah. Wow. And and. Uh, and you know, I don't know. I don't know if they found them or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they were reported missing because. Oh of this. wow, jeez. But like, 
it's kind of the this kind of thing um it still happens today like i remember like there was a little boy in turkey mm. who who was uh i don't know watching uh, pokemon and then had the idea that he could fly really? or something and so he kind of jumped off the building yeah, but i mean like that sounds like bad parenting to me <laughs> like yeah, kid, yeah. kids are gonna, like, gonna watch stuff they're imaginative i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but like so uh, i mean like shit happens yeah but the shit can be used to like do a whole round of thought control the, uh, those rules though have have changed regarding you know comics and artistic expression now in yeah, taiwan yeah yeah but like nobody because <laughs> like the the market like you know, the freedom of expression was uh, was uh, trampled on, and then like mm. there's also the Japanese comics, right? Then the the market in general, so like which can get quite weird too. You mean the content of them? You mean Japanese? Yeah, the comics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like super when violent. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because uh, like, uh, there's like a whole layer of uh, histories and cause and effects yeah. behind, so like uh, it's hard to make direct judgments. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like right now. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> like then, then I'll have to think, oh yeah, oh, at, uh, by, 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 by the 80s, like our... Our business laws has have already changed. Our published law have already changed. So cer- certain uh, circumstances may arise. Mm. Like, but it's uh, it's very technical. Yeah. And like I said, it's already like a past life, because like that was my last article. Because okay. <laughs> I spent like three mo- months writing that article. Really? Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, it's not cost effective you know, for a livelihood. Yeah, I just learned that recently. <laughs> I had my first article published and I was like, after all that work, I got like $50. Like, this is this is not going to float. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I say this, oh, don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. But, you know, I was, I was searching for a little while here in Taipei. So mm-hmm. I guess this is like nearing almost like the end of the third week that I've been here. Um, and initially, I was like, wow, it's so, it's an easy city to visit. Um, it's also coming from Jakarta, all respect to Jakarta, but it's a lot cleaner than Jakarta. Um, but I was kind of missing like a little bit of like the gritty aspect of New York City. You know, anything that you're into in New York City, you can find. Uh, every sort of artistic expression, like every art form, subcultures, it's all there. And so with a little prodding, and I think maybe even uh, Brian, who's on the podcast, had suggested uh, that I check you out. And I was like, oh, okay, like now I'm starting to find um, music and like um, we'll get into your stuff, but with like DJing and with raves. And I was like, okay, this is what I've been searching for. So I'm, I'm happy that we can sit down and talk. <laughs> I'm happy too. How if I were to say to somebody, hey, I sat down with... Uh, Wei Wang, mm. what would I say it is that you do in terms of the art that you make? Mm. The art, you mean music-wise? Yeah, like, uh, do you, would you call yourself a DJ? Do you say that you're, you know, a music 
a producer? What is it that you say that you do? I've produced and I've DJed and I've uh, done something that's uh, maybe in the between. Mm. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mm, so. Mm, music person. <laughs> a music person. <laughs> <laughs> music person. I also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I just came back from a party in Kaohsiung. Really? Mm. Tonight? Or? No, uh, last weekend. Okay. <clears throat> mm. So when you say that you DJ, mm -hmm. I think that can mean a few things to a few different people. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you DJ at a party just plays music. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes DJs are people that do like mashups and add their own stuff to it and mm -hmm. do collaborations. Like wouldn't, what do you mean when you say that you're a DJ? Mm, I, uh, <clears throat> I uh, organize the energy of my um, Said according to the times I'm playing. Okay. So and uh, mm, mm. I think there are um, different phases in which uh, my uh, the way that I play kind of uh, transforms. Okay. Well, I used to do like uh, four organized sets, but then right now <clears throat> I tend to like uh, do like seg segments of three to six tracks that I've planned already, mm. and then the rest I play speed core. I see. Uh. And you add stuff to it, no? Like, so I listened to a couple. I guess you you put your sets online, huh? Oh. I listened to a couple things, and it almost sounded like uh, either like movie quotes or political quotes and other oh, things that like that one. sort of like yeah, that, interlaced that. within the music. Well, that one was uh, my new invention. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my friend Felix Idol, his uh, artist name is Waste, and like, he's from Australia, has a label called Valley Spirits, but he's uh, living in Japan now. Oh, okay. So like... Uh, uh, I've been doing, like, Felix has invited me to uh, produce tracks or produce mixes for uh, Valley Spirit. And so <clears throat> that the, the set that you're describing is uh, a podcast I made. Uh, and uh, the theme of that podcast was uh, uh, in this time and age, uh, you can already make a... Uh, uh, you can already make uh, uh, something that uh, no one listens to. Mm. And uh, so I think it, he kind of assumes that uh, if no one's listening to it, then what would you make? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, oh, okay. And it was uh, elections time by then, and I was uh, very nervous. Uh, <laughs> because like there was a public referendum and a lot of issues were being uh, dealt with mm. like uh, there are pro-nuclear groups in Taiwan that want to push for um, building more nuclear plants because uh, uh, 
supposedly by 2025, uh, all our um, nuclear plants are going to re- into retirement. Oh, okay. And they want to like push back that, uh, or they want to they want to cancel that date. So mm-hmm. like maybe the nuclear plants can uh, extend for how long, and then maybe build some more. Because like these people are all from the nuclear industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of their livelihood, and they don't want to die out. Yeah, there's a similar situation right now in Indonesia yeah. where they don't have nuclear energy, uh-huh. but it's coming soon. Uh-huh. And both Taiwan and Indonesia are places that uh-huh. almost literally there's uh-huh. some form of earthquake daily yeah, yeah, off yeah. the shore. Like if you look at those like those trackers, uh-huh. and obviously no one wants another Fukushima incident or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's what a lot of the pushback is about. Mm. Yeah, and like I assume... Indonesia and Taiwan, the hmm, work mentality is uh, kind of very similar. Hmm. In the sense that uh, they, the the for, foreigners in Taiwan will describe our mentality as uh, chaputoism. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, uh, it's, as long as it's so so, then it's okay. <laughs> like we're not very precise. <laughs> we're not a very precise people, and so yeah, it's really not that smart to uh, uh, tamper with uh, such uh, possibilities. Mm. Uh, but like, uh, <clears throat> and also there's like the, the anti-gay marriage and pro-gay marriage referendum. Because yeah. like the Christians, they, uh, they, they p- push for uh, 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 anti-gay marriage referendum. Uh, and like the gays, they... They they did not they did not want to step down so they also pushed for their own pro gay marriage referendum, right. <sighs> which was really surprising too. Um, and we don't have to you know only do politics. Don't yeah. worry. No, it's <laughs> but okay. uh, like most people that had, I, I think had, that's where I think that's where I have more to say. I guess. Oh really? <laughs> well, it's funny because like everyone that I had been talking to was like so sure uh-huh. that these referendums were going to pass. Like it was almost a given, mm-hmm. it, almost in a way that like in the states, mm-hmm. in the most recent presidential election, like a lot of people who vote Democrat were just so sure that mm-hmm. there was no way Donald Trump would win. Mm-hmm. And then the election mm-hmm. happens and. It's like a shockwave runs through. Like, mm-hmm. like New York City felt eerie the next day. <laughs> um, but it, it was a little bit similar here in that, like, right away it was like, oh my gosh, not a mm-hmm. single like progressive referendum was passed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Are so, there a, is a lot of um, mm-hmm. is a lot of the artistry here sort of connected to artistry? politics, like um, you know, music and, no. and art. No, it's not no. political. I think very rare, very rarely. Oh. Uh, like, um, uh, Betty Apple, my my mm. roommate, she she's very political. Okay. And like my friend Vice City, um, she's also like, a, uh, she's a DJ, but she works at the Green Citizens Alliance Group, which is uh, uh, anti nuclear um well one of their agendas is anti-nuclear they're like a environmental ngo okay uh like uh she she like we organized uh in 2013 we organized uh we made a compilation called i love nuclear really yeah and we kind of aside from us three uh, we also invited 
11 more producers, bedroom producers in Taiwan to like dedicate one track. Uh, that's uh, about the uh, incident, uh, nuclear issue. So like my track was, uh, it's only a fish canning factory. Oh. And it's uh, about uh, how the ROC government, they tricked the, the Aboriginal, uh, um, uh, Abor- Ar- Aboriginal people on the Orchid Island. And uh, they, say, they said to him, they're going to build a fish canning factory so that you, they'll have more work for the people on the island. But uh, it turned out to be a nuclear waste. No uh, way. Site. Yeah. Like a disposal site. When was that? I think in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming then it's, it's not quite so safe to live around there now, huh? Hey. It's always very hard to uh, pinpoint, like, like, for example, this certain disease is mm-hmm. due to nuclear and also... I don't think they have had like a very consistent health check on that island. Wow. Yeah, because the medical resources on OK Island is really lacking. Wow. But I think that's how, yeah, so like, it is kind of like a institutional genocide. Like. I see. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think that, I mean, you mentioned earlier there's almost a connection like w- with comics in that mm-hmm. I think Taiwan and like Taiwanese culture mm-hmm. is kind of overshadowed in in the international community because mm-hmm. of like big bully China to the mm-hmm. north. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think people know a whole lot about Taiwan. I think like if you would ask people like, is there an Aboriginal culture in Taiwan? They'd be like, no, of course not. Mm. Um, so that's really interesting. There's a lot of Mm, there's a lot of tribes in Taiwan. Mm. Uh, we, uh, uh, I would like me and Apple, like we were hosting uh, this uh, Australian art collective called uh, Liquid Architecture. Uh, so like they they kind of uh, did a lot of uh, shows and talks in uh, uh, Taipei and Tainan, uh, Taichung and also Taichung. Uh, and like we also organized a listening tour at uh, Nantou. Mm. It's like a South Central Taiwan. Mm. We went to a tribe. Um, they're from the Bunong tribe, and like they have this uh, ceremonial um, song called the uh, Pasibutput, and it's uh, about the uh, harvest. Um, it's like thanking the gods for uh, the the harvest, mm-hmm. and it's uh, um, how to say, they call it polyrhythm, in like a polyphonic. Polyphonic. Yeah, yeah, it's a polyphonic singing, and uh, I think my my, so it's like there there will be one pe- one person sing uh, and then maybe the next person sing. Okay. Uh, I understand. Like yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. Like weird, weird uh, harmonics, and then like, so like <clears throat> different people singing in different harmonics, and then like some per- some guy would maybe raise 
raise his uh, tone, and then, then yeah, and then the the music will kind of like uh, progress. Wow. I think my uh, live set uh, about the election is kind of uh, influenced by their uh, singing, like mm, so. Mm. When you're raising sort of awareness to mm-hmm. things like that, either to like the plight of Aboriginal people, or even like choosing to include something like like nuclear, or even mm-hmm. including political components into the set that mm-hmm. you did that night. Mm-hmm. Is there ever any like sort of pushback on that? Like, are, are you ever nervous about getting involved in a political issue? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I don't know. Like, for example. Um, yeah, um, maybe because it, in, if you incorporate it in just your 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 art, then it's never really it's never really that offensive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like people can still enjoy it, and then maybe they hear a message, but like in, whether they like it or not, I don't know. It has a coercing effect. (laughs) Earlier you mentioned that, um, and I had read a lot of this about you as well, that you're DJing parties, right? Uh uh, These are like music parties or these are raves? Mm, uh, I think both. Okay. Like uh, I was playing at a party in um, in a farm. Really? Kaohsiung. Mm. At a farm. Like, it was like a camping camping party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite an interesting farm. It's uh, it's by the Free Taiwan Party. And uh, they, they, they're kind of, they're kind of headed, the head is called Tsai Ding Gui. It's a professor. He's really old. And he, the people have been uh, camping out at the legislative Rien. For wow. many years. For like, years? Yeah. And like they, they want uh, Taiwanese independence, maybe through a referendum. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it also has become like a, a gathering spot for old Taiwanese independent people. Yeah. <laughs> How big is that movement? Not very. Okay. Because <laughs> they're kind of like maybe too radical for people. Yeah. Uh, but like it was a farm owned by that party, wow. so it's called Free Taiwan Farm. And like uh, uh, when you go inside, then you'll see like a sign saying "Ah, oh, release Abian," because Abian was our previous. Uh, I forgot. Like uh, mm, mm, mm. The first uh, president, presi- the first DPP president. Okay. So like the first president that's not KMT. And he. He is- kind of uh, embezzled a lot of money. Oh, that's not good. Like, and it was like be- after, like after, after he retired from president. Oh. Like he was two president for two terms, and after he re- retired, and then <clears throat> he admitted that uh, he's done something like maybe they've already caught him and then uh 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 and then he got jailed wow 
And he was just released recently. And I think he was president during the 90s. So anyway, either way, it's been quite some years. But I'm assuming then he was in favor of Taiwanese independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like a, a lot of people the... believed in him and then he like disgraced us all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, there's also, it's quite interesting because Apple mentioned like uh, the there were paparazzis uh, ha- like ever since Abion was president, the paparazzi has been uh, hounding his daughter, okay. who's a dentist, and like they really like to hunt, uh, hunt her because like she she can she can become quite hysterical. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they like to mess with her. Yeah, they like to mess with her. <laughs> and like after like her father was jailed, and like the paparazzi was asking, "Oh, your father's jailed. What do you feel? How do you feel?" Then she kind of went crazy and said, "You don't think independents need money?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You don't think building a nation needs money? Mm. <laughs> yeah, and so like there's like really sapient and like oh, okay, but I don't know because like uh, I'm that's really too high level shit for me, so yeah. I don't know how to judge. Okay, just that that's their their stance. Well, what is what is a party like? So if you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ one of these. You put a set together like. Mm-hmm. So I've never been to one. Like, what would I expect to see, or like, what's going on? Mm, party. Well, like you. I, I don't quite get your question. Like, it's like we got speakers. We got <laughs> no. DJs, I mean, like, we got people dancing. Okay. <laughs> well, I think like you know, I, if if people in the U.S. think about a rave, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think like raves were sort of popularized in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so I think people think like, you know, dark atmosphere, people with like glow sticks, mm-hmm. people to like, Candy you know, ravers. on ecstasy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is that an accurate depiction of what's happening? We don't have glow sticks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's too much. I mean, surely there will be people uh, taking drugs, maybe. Yeah. Not, not, not always, but... Um, wouldn't be a really fun party if not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> and it uh, doesn't have to be outdoors. can also be indoors. Um, like, uh, we did throw some raves and uh, abandoned, peop- abandoned sites. Really? Uh, um, did those get shut down? Um... And we, like, I threw one at the, an abandoned um, bus factory uh, at the Shulin. And okay. uh, uh, there's a lot of stories over there. Yeah. A lot of stories happen over there. And we also had another. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Because, like, like, the two boats, the two parties are, like, laden with details. Okay. So, like, I can say first this happened, and then yes, the the, the cops came, but uh, uh, we managed to pull it off, and like, n- no one got hurt. Okay. Uh, That's good. <laughs> but like, uh, like this, there's this another party at the abandoned tunnel at uh, um, Huashan. Uh, it's like a area in uh, in uh, Taipei. So, like, 
there was like an abandoned train tunnel underneath like uh, the the <laughs> uh, the park that um, well. Anyway, uh, let me start from the beginning. Yeah, that's okay. So, like, there's this plot of grassland, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 like the government was going to turn it into something else. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, they kind of uh, 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 made it open for artists to do stuff. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> so, like, there's this project. Uh, by um, by an they're called Ye Qingzhong. They're called Ye Qingzhong, un- unregulated use. Oh, okay. So like there's this organization called unregulated use. They kind of registered uh, to like do stuff on this place and they call it grassroots because it's kind of like a, a big block of grass stand. And so they started camping there and it became kind of like a, a hippie Wow. village and it's also like in the middle of the city wow <laughs> so like uh, lots of people who like kind of uh, there's some like some you know artist types you know living permanently there and maybe some other people who don't want to go home and like I think I think there ought to have been some pretty positive uh, effects of uh, that project being there because like it kind of became a hub for people to meet people. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, and like the uh, and like the 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 the, the organizer like uh, he uh, he uh, found out about the tunnel and kind of invited us to uh, uh, hold a party there. And so uh, we had a free techno party there. Wow. Uh, and uh, things ought to have been uh, uh, okay. Like, actually, the police knew. Oh, really? About, uh, like, they already knew about the event. But, like, as long as no, no one was complaining, because, yeah, it, 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 like, actually, like, no one was complaining. So, like, uh, uh because like after the party, um, some foreigners they were uh, you know messing around with the garbage uh, garbage cans. Really? <laughs> I don't know, just messing up people's stuff, and then so like because like it was a market, and so like uh, these Americans? Yeah. You said foreigners. Do you know where they were from? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so like. Some people called the cops on them, and the cops came, and then because, and then like uh, he told us, uh, "Oh, I, we know your this event it's called Shadow Biosphere, right? It's, that's our event's name, and like uh, uh, it's organized by uh, Vice City, right?" So a lot of this stuff, it it, it sounds a bit uh, familiar to me in the sense that, um, you know, I was. I wasn't like a, a key figure in it, but I was going to like punk shows and hardcore shows, and so I was a member of that community. And so I see things like, you know, impromptu kind of shows happening, right? Like mm-hmm. you're talking about on a farm or in a tunnel. Like, mm-hmm. 
that's what used to happen. Like there would be, I, I remember once there was a parking lot show that I went to and obviously there's no permit or anything for that. And like, yeah, the cops did show up and shut it down. Mm-hmm. But people would use, you know, basements, um, local halls and things like that. Sometimes there were like backyard shows. It was very DIY and things like zines and things like that. And I saw that you were involved in a zine and, you know, political statements and things like that. It seems to me like there's a lot of correlation between what you're doing and sort of like the punk ethic or ethos that you find in like the punk community. Mm, yeah, I'm not really a member of the punk yeah. community. <laughs> uh, I think the, the punk community in Taiwan is a bit too male. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it probably is in most places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like... Uh, um, but I really like a Spiral Tribe. Spiral Tribe. That's mm. the band from Taipei. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a rave, a free techno oh. uh, organization that started from uh, uh, England, and they were kind of like prosecuted. Really? Mm. For, for what? Um, for throwing raves. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> they were prosecuted and. Uh, the English government had to make a definition of dance music, electronic dance music, because they had to go get these people. Really? Mm-mm-mm. Like, oh, any any venues with certain kind of repetitive music should not be allowed. Why? Mm-mm. They're just trying to, like, shut down on, like, party culture or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. It was during the... Mm, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm, So, like, they're very stuck up. Mm, Yeah. But anyway, so, like, these Spiral Tribe people, they kind of went on exile and, like, spread into Europe. Ah. Mm, Went to, like, French and Czechoslovak. Yeah. Czech. Yeah, the Czech Republic, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... Have you seen them perform? No. No, okay. I just uh, read about it because, like, uh, there's this book that got uh, translated. Uh, it's called the uh, Altered States. Altered States. Yeah, um, it's about English rave culture, and, and like we read it. It's kind of it was kind of like our Bible during our college. Oh, really? <laughs> well, because I was in a student club called uh, in Furen, and it's. Uh, where like college students kind of learn how to DJ, we played that vinyl then. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, and like there'll be like the 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 staffs of the clubs they have to uh, kind of uh, organize gatherings and you know think about what to share, and so like they recommended this book, and then um, uh, it was quite a eye opening. Uh, experience for me and then so I kind of like tried to uh, imitate them uh, even though I've never been to their events hmm. but like uh, uh, and, al- and also like uh, uh, I also stayed in Berlin for half a year okay. like, on an exchange student program so I have a friend who goes to raves in Berlin and uh-huh. they say that like that's like one of the best places to go to like Electronic music parties. Yeah. Okay. Mm, but like my friend, this guy called Huben Geyer, 
uh, he uh, because like there's this standard club scene like Trezor, Stadtbad, Berghain, like these are all the big clubs or, or like famous clubs. But like there's also like a more punk, mm, uh, anarchist um, mm-hmm. um, uh, scene. Yeah, it's more related to breakcore, speedcore. Mm. I see. Yeah, and I had some. He took me to some very good parties. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that I guess had an influence on the way that you perform. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm maybe the only person in Taiwan playing this. You are the uh, only person. You know, like more speedcore oriented. Well, not no, I'm not the only person. Like my friend Adam, he also plays it. But he's uh, from Japan. He's from this uh, collective called Super Bad Midi Breaks. Mm. For some types of music, mm-hmm. the objective is for like the nicest, most pleasant sound. Like, you know, oh, that's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say that like the music that you make is? Not beautiful music. Like, it, it, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it uh, with like an industrial component, it could be like sort of like harsh sounding or mm-hmm. a bit eerie. Like, I was listening to some of your stuff, and it, it almost literally sounds like when I say like industrial, like like factory sounds and things like that, like like metal. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a fair description? <laughs> I don't know what were you listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, is there is there a certain objective with with the sound that that you're looking for? Oh, like, is it supposed I mean, to be reflective of your mood or? Oh, mm. you mean in, in DJ sets? Yeah, for you specifically. Yeah. In DJ sets, um, I think to dance is really it's about the BPM. So I really like. Uh, BPM around 200. And that's beats per minute? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that, 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 that I think with that speed, you can move your body more effortlessly because you require less strength to move because the, the, if you're moving according to a beat, mm. then you don't really have to move a lot. But as in like if it's techno, the, 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 I see. Like, then you have to like long lunge your body around and then you'll feel tired <laughs> and then think why am I here <laughs> like you don't want a chance for your brain to think I see yeah. hmm. and like there's also like a narrative component that would be like when uh, uh, when maybe like I, I have something that I want to say like uh, when I was playing this uh mm, uh, uh, for example, like there was a phase in my life in which I thought, oh yeah, uh, Taiwan should be like Jamaica and like we should legalize weed and like it will be a weed utopia, it will be some kind of a, you know, Asian utopia or whatever. And then uh, maybe that during that time we'll play more that music. <laughs> I see, yeah. I play a bit of music and then maybe play, play a little bit Taiwanese 
I don't know, whatever, Hakka singer, and then like see, see how these two merge together. Like, oh, there's always something you want to tell the audience. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. and so like, uh, 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 yeah. And I also have like a little theory in uh, like a track selection. What do you mean by that? Like if if it's a narrative that I want to build, then I would like lay it out pre like before I play. Oh, okay. Like before the show, like when I'm playing speaker, I can be more intuitive. Don't need to plan that much. But like uh, if there's a narrative, like then you want to write it down first. It's I kind see. of like uh, a poem. Uh, you want to recite, but you need need to have the poem first. So like, uh, uh, and I have this little theory. Uh, that uh, it should sound. Mm, it's come from the comedy theory that everything seems normal, but th- something's violated. Huh. So like, well, I mean, like in terms of track mixing, then it's like there's one element that makes it match. Like maybe they use the same instruments, like oh, this one. This one is a saxophone. That one also features a saxophone, or maybe like this one features a, a sona, which is like a, which is like a Taiwanese uh, traditional instrument. And uh, the next one is uh, the next one is uh, a saxophone, because uh, ton- tonally it sounds quite similar. And so, and maybe they're also playing like the, on the same key. And then you can mix them, but like one is from a Taiwanese band, and the other is Laurie Anderson. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So like uh, this kind of a dialogue can happen, and like it all seems normal in the DJ logic, because mm. DJ logic is about extending, like not like everything has to be. Uh, You have to make it work. Mm. As long as you make it work, then everything's okay. But how do you make it work? There are some rules that you have to abide to. And if you can make these rules work and then also violate them, or violate like uh, general expectations in some ways, then uh, then, uh, it will be like a a feat. Uh, It's kind of like a comedy, like a stand-up comedy. Really? I think stand-up comedy is harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how like how popular are these events? Hmm? How popular are these events that you put on? I put on. Yeah, the uh, like the the parties that you that you attend and that you throw. Like, you know, is there a is there a large scene? Uh. Yeah, there's quite a big scene for electronic dance music okay. in uh, Taiwan, Taipei in particular. Yeah. And how, like, again, we're sort of talking about like a subculture, right? Mm-hmm. How accepted is it by like mainstream mm. Taiwanese culture? I think it's very hard for me to say because just recently, because of the election, I realized that I'm living in a bubble. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. I think I think we're pretty big, but who knows? <laughs> well, is there, you know, I think maybe there's sort of this like East Asian stereotype mm-hmm. that I think in some ways is true from like the more countries that I visit in that like there's a lot of emphasis put on family. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emphasis put on um, like professional success. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in a lot of places that I go and from some people I talk to here that like the trajectory for your life is sort of like get a job, get married, move in with the parents, have kids, take care of your parents because that's their retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're involved in like an artist community mm-hmm. and are a little more independent mm-hmm. and are, you know, a, a DJ mm-hmm. making electronic music, mm-hmm. is that an acceptable path through life for like your family and your parents and society? I think uh, as long as I make mo- enough money for myself, okay, I should be okay. Yeah. Do you have to have a day job? Eh, right now, like for example, right now I'm working with this uh, institute called Cultural Lab, like, uh, and I'm like doing interviews of uh, Taiwanese uh, musicians. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, cause I, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like doing a field research for uh, oh. another institution. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this these two months I have a job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of really good music here. Mm. I think that maybe like one of the reasons I've, I haven't been exposed to much of it again is like I, I don't speak Mandarin. I, I don't speak, you know, the Taiwanese version of... Chinese and so like unless the music is in the English language I don't know that that exposure is really going to like seep outside of Taiwan so much can you uh, repeat yes (laughs) sorry Um, I mean quite simply if you know art and music Mm. I feel like if it's not in the English language Mm -hmm. it's not going to have a chance for as much exposure Mm. outside of Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. So, mm, eh, so you think art and music in general is harder? I think maybe not for you, right? Because yeah. if if you're not writing like lyrics, right, mm-hmm. it's different. I think that sort of like like sound auditory stuff is kind of universal. Like you can. Uh-huh. Take your set uh-huh. and go to Berlin, uh-huh. and people are going to dance, uh-huh. right? Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's the music and the sound and the feeling. You're talking about BPM. It's literally like uh-huh. what you're feeling in your body from that beat. Uh-huh. But if there's a band that's writing, I don't know, love songs, right? Uh-huh. But it's sung in, you know, a version of the Chinese language, uh-huh. it's probably not going to get radio play, you know, in uh-huh. Europe, in, in, again, like in Berlin. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, that's uh, how to know how to say. Well, our government hasn't spent that much money, mm. you know, because I see Korea, like they, they. Yeah, that's actually a good point. K-pop yeah. is huge outside of Korea. It's a it's a governmental enterprise. Ah, uh, I see. Because culture is war. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you know, I, I. But I mean, like that's so. I don't know. I think it's quite boring. Like the the goods that you export, it's about export, isn't it? Yeah. But like the goods that you export, they're all very bland. But I don't know. Eh. What sort of like isn't like like mondo pop the most popular form of of music here? Mm, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's to me, it's the same as like pop music that comes out of America. It's all like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing, just in a different package every time. Like, it's just a different singer singing a mm-hmm. song that producers mm-hmm. wrote. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, the Taiwanese pop culture, pop music culture is also, like, very tied up with the karaoke culture. Really? Yeah. Like, oh. uh, you, you have a hit, and people sing in the karaoke, and, like, the profit goes to the karaoke owner and the musician oh, wow. royalties. Uh. You know, I've never even thought of that. Because uh. obviously, like, karaoke is huge in Korea. It was huge in the Philippines when I went. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even realize that, like, you have to license, I guess, your music to the place that's playing karaoke because it's your uh. song. Wow. Yeah, and, like, people love seeing karaoke here. Yeah? So it's, I think it's quite profitable. Maybe? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, it's 9.50. So if people want to check out what you do on the internet, where can we direct them? Mm, it's a good question because I don't have a website. Okay. You can add my Facebook page, I guess. I okay. will do updates. <laughs> we'll link to the Facebook page. You have, it's either Bandcamp or SoundCloud or something where you have some sets, right? Uh, I have a mixed cloud. Mixed cloud. And I also have a SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we'll link to those two things too uh, in the show notes. Okay. Cool. Mm. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Voyagers. That was my conversation with Wei Wong. Hope you enjoyed that. To play us out here, I'm going to have one more song for you. So this is. Um, 88 Balaz, I think I'm saying that right. They are a punk band from Taiwan. Kind of like, this song is kind of like rockabilly influenced and uh, like street punk. Kind of a little, sounds a little bit like the music sounds a little bit like rancid maybe. Um, This song is called Jimmy and Mary. Just like all of the other songs that were featured in this episode, and like the information in terms of finding out about Wei Wong. You can find all of that in the show notes for this episode for you. Each song will be labeled in the chronological order that it played in this episode. So this song is going to play us out, and that'll be a wrap, folks. So as always, thank you for listening, and please take care of each other.